back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Major. Dave here, as always, with my broadcast partner in crime, Matt Master Giovanni. Matt, how's it going this evening? Oh man, it is about to get underway here. Um, in just a few minutes, the Flyers are playing the oh, the 6.55 train. It's just getting here, if you can't hear that. Um, Jacob will be happy. <laughs> but... Um, the Flyers are set to play the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, which is their only trip to MSG this whole season, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I know. I noticed that too. The Flyers only played the Penguins once in Philadelphia, but twice in Pittsburgh. The yeah. schedule's very weird this year. Yep. Um, so that's about to happen. We'll try to get everyone caught up before then, and then we'll give a quick prediction. And then the the Eagles. 7-0 and this weekend against the Steelers. Just a hell of a game. Philly side, best side. Yep. And then the Phillies um, tonight at 8.03 are back at Citizens Bank Park for World Series Baseball Game 3 after last night's guy, after last night got postponed due to the weather. So Game 3 is tonight instead of tomorrow or yesterday. So all yes. the games are moved back a day. Um, but... And then again this weekend, the Union, they win the Eastern Conference Final. They're going to the MLS Cup, which I believe takes place on Monday? Saturday. Saturday. So, Saturday out in L.A. The L.A. Galaxy? Uh, Whatever the L.A. team is called. Hold on. I think it's the Galaxy. But they beat the New York, I believe it was what, the New York Football Club? Something like I, that. Yeah, they beat NYCFC. Yeah. Um, I think they're playing. Uh, they're playing LAFC, Los Angeles Football Club. Gotcha. But I mean, hey, Philly sports are rocking right now, so we're gonna squeeze in an episode here for our listeners to get you caught up on things, mainly Flyers and the NHL, and we will let everyone go on their merry way to hopefully enjoy all of it. So exactly, exactly. Thursday night will be interesting with the with the Eagles being on Amazon Prime. And the Phillies being on TV. So if you got dual monitors or you got a TV and a laptop, boot them up. Yep. Give viewership to both teams. Dave, I believe last week we left off with the Flyers losing to the San Jose Sharks 3-0. And then we have two games to touch on. Yes. Before we get to tonight's game, which again will take place in just a few minutes. So Dave, the Flyers losing or actually winning against the Florida Panthers 4-3, 4-3, a reverse of their game on Wednesday the 19th. In the Wells Fargo Center this time around, the Flyers get four goals, obviously, and they win 4-3. And then just two days later against Carolina, they fall in overtime 4-3 after Brent Burns scores the game winner in that one. But, Dave, I'll let you go first here. Your thoughts on these last two games and the Flyers start in the month of October going into November now. I mean, currently the Flyers, they are – Still in a playoff spot. They've fallen into the first wild card. 
but they're only two points back at first place in the division, so they are very much in the thick of things. Um, and these past two games, the we kind of saw the flyers that we've seen throughout this whole entire year so far. A team that's gotten excellent goaltending, but has been outchanced at every aspect of the game, and they've taken they've taken advantage of their opportunities where they could score, and their defense has cost them a little bit. Um, they got away with it on Thursday night against um, the Florida Panthers, where they came out with the victory, and then they kind of blew it Saturday against Carolina. Um, I mean, all in all, you can't really complain about Thursday's game at all whatsoever. You beat the Florida Panthers, who won the President's Trophy last year. Hart was excellent in net, yet once again, no complaints from me there. Um, and you're seeing, you know, guys like Farabee and D'Angelo and Lawton and even McEwen getting you your goals. You know, everyone except McEwen are the people who we thought would be scoring goals if anyone scored goals with how many injuries this team has going on right now. So no complaints for me there um, on Thursday night's game. Saturday's game was a bit more of typically what we see from the Flyers this whole entire year, where they've gone down early, clawed back, tied things up, took the lead, but then normally they had been winning. Well, they gave up a late late tying goal, and then the goal in OT that Brent Burns scored was not a good one for Hart. Still played fantastic, I thought. Um, but again, you know, in, in this game on Saturday, you're getting, you know, Owen Tippett's first goal as a flyer. You're getting Nick Delorier's first goal as a flyer. Um, and then you're seeing Wade Allison come in and get another goal. So people you... Besides Delorier, because we don't really expect him to do much, but mm -hmm. players like Tippett and Allison, who we wanted to see take steps forward, they took those. Um, and it was important to see them battle back again in early hold. Uh, this team last year, down 2-0 in the first period, there it was. That was the nail in the coffin. They're not they're not winning the game. They came back, and they made this interesting against a damn good Carolina team. Um, you wish they could have gotten the victory, but they didn't. So really no complaints there. And, of course, a player we'll touch on here shortly after your thoughts, Mastro, but on Saturday, Kiefer Bellows made his debut with the team. Um, didn't really get to watch too much of this game because I was up in the mountains away for a boys' weekend, but I chimed in when I could here and there. So I'm not really sure how Bellows played in his Flyers' debut, but all in all, a game they could have won, probably should have won by coming back, but at the end of the day, they gave it up. But he still got the loser point, so it is what it is. Yeah, I was going to say the same type of things where, I mean, you can't really complain <clears throat> about getting a, a loser point against a team like Carolina, where I think the Flyers are just kind of outgunned, so to speak. Um, oh, yeah, so, outclassed in every aspect. Yeah, and I was like you, Dave, where I didn't really get to watch much of, if any, of that game because I was at a Halloween party on Saturday night um, and watched the Phillies game but didn't have access to the Flyers game. So I was trying to be social as opposed to being glued to my phone and or a TV. So I feel like that's um, the move when you're out at a party. Yeah, but I was trying to be as glued as the TV as I could because obviously it's the World Series. So I, I was more levitating towards that or I guess gravitating towards that than I was. Um, but anyway, I had a great time. But I did watch most of the Florida game. That was a very good game. I think that's the standout for me in that game, obviously, is Carter Hart. He kept the Flyers in it, had 48 saves, which I believe is a career high. Sounds um, like it. I think at, at one point they had it as a career high, but then they took away a save. So, bastards. Yeah, but 
I mean, anyway, I mean, Florida had 51 shots on goal. Hart only gives up three goals. Like, you have you have to win that game for your goalie, and luckily they did. The Panthers just absolutely shellacked the Flyers late in the third period. But again, Hart made some key saves. The Flyers made some key defensive plays in their own zone, and they they held on to win that game. Um, four goals in the first period, two, two by each team, two by the Flyers in the second, and then again the Panthers get to within one in the third, but they can't find the equalizer because Hart just shuts the door. So I think the the brightest star for the Flyers thus far this season has been Carter Hart. I mean, he's he's drawn the attention of people around the NHL, and he's got some I mean some crazy stats too. He's got a two point three one goals against average, and I believe a when it, I'm going to riff off of this because I don't have it readily available, but I'm going to say it's... I have it up so I can let you point, know how close you are. 0.923 save percentage? So this year, he is 5-0-1. He's got a 2.31 goals against average and a 9.38 save percentage. Yeah, I just I just saw it as you pulled it up. But, I mean, hey, the kid's doing a hell of a job. and I mean, Best numbers team, of his career so far. Yeah. Know, it's early, team, but still. Yeah, yep. Five, two, and one, their record so far going into tonight's game against the Rangers. So, not really too much to complain about with this team so far. I mean, granted, we're only eight games into the season, but they're doing decent. Um, and we, we've seen the hiccups where, again, they kind of blew it the other night. Um, but, I mean, again, I think the this Rangers game could be something because obviously the Rangers are a contender at this point. With the the goalies, Shesterkin, with Sabanajad, Kreider. I mean, they have some good names on their team, obviously. And it's it's not going to be an easy win if they do pull it out tonight. So we'll see. The Rangers are kind of in the same realm as the Flyers, though, record-wise. 5-3-2. and two. So, I mean, you already have... Panarin's already got six points. Sabanajad's already got six goals. Igor Shesterkin with a little bit worse of a save with a goals against average than Carter Hart. 2.55 goals against average, and then 0. .920 save percentage. So I'd say it's kind of a wash when it comes to goaltending, but I think, again, the Rangers have the edge and everything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far this year, my my biggest complaints with, with the Flyers would be the fact that they can't keep they can't keep on expecting to get outshot and dominated in games and keep on winning. You know, they, they were outshot by 30-plus shots yet again in, in that Florida win last Thursday. Um, that is, that, that, that's not a culture that breeds success, you know? Um, and they, they're terrible at the face-offs. Like, yeah. you are really feeling the loss of Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier right now because um, they're, they're winning. I think they've only – I was listening to Chicklets, no free ads. I think Biz said the Flyers have only won, like, 30% of the face-offs so far this year. They went from being one of the best teams in the league to one of the worst. Um, I mean, that was mainly thanks to the Giroux and Couturier. I mean, but you also you you need guys like Lawton and Hayes to be frankly just better at faceoffs. You are the two veteran centers in the lineup now. It is your job to make sure one you're good at it, and two help the kids make sure they're good at it. You know, that's part of your job now. You are a veteran leadership. This team's mm-hmm. gonna go where you go. So Coots is out. Drew's with the Senators now. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, it's going to take a while for this team to, quote-unquote, gel with the the systems from John Tortorella and the new coaching staff with each other. Um, 
I mean, you see it in football, any other sport really, where a guy, especially a, a close knit sport like football, where you're with these guys for multiple downs every week, all this practice and stuff like that. So, I mean, until you're kind of in the trenches with them, you might not realize everyone's tendencies or skills or unknown skills or weaknesses. So, I mean, these things take time, and the Flyers could be in a lot worse position right now than they actually are. So we just have to kind of take this with a – not with a huge grain of salt, but take it with a grain of salt because they are doing very well, but they're also kind of a little discombobulated at points as well. Yeah, I mean, we're back to being cautiously optimistic. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's it's going to be interesting, but – um. You know, and, and the locker, there's like you brought up a good point about the locker room. Like, even though a lot of these Flyers players have been together for years, John Tortorella has really come in and kind of shaken things up. I mean, the only player wearing a letter, a letter right now is Scott Lawn, and mm-hmm. it's been that way for the entire year. In the preseason, you know, they had three captains out on the ice, three alternate captains out on the ice. Or you go season hit, and your head coach comes out and says, The only player worth wearing a letter is Scott Lawn, so he's the one that's going to be wearing one. I mean, that's got to sting, sting, sting the pride of guys, you know, like Ivan Provorov, who's worn a letter the past couple of years. Kevin Hayes, who's worn a letter the past couple of years. You would have to think if Couturier was healthy in the lineup, he would have a letter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you, you definitely, I mean, Provorov, as of right now, being cautiously optimistic, he's returning to form under John Tortorella's systems. Yeah, that was one of the things that I was very, very big on. I was like, this could be huge for Carter Hart and Ivan Provorov. And so far, seven games in, it seems to be correct. So yeah, and I think I mean we've like I don't know if we touched on this last week or not. I forget, but even like Tortorella was basically saying in the media that he doesn't really believe in analytics. He believes in what he sees on the ice, and. The Flyers are a horrible team analytically, but where it counts stats-wise, they're doing very well. So that goes back to the whole old-school, new-school stats sort of thing, the eye test, all that jazz. But, I mean, again, Torts is new to this team. These players are new to Torts, and they have to get used to each other. And, again, if these guys don't have letters at this point and they want them back, play better. I mean, there's, there's gotta be, that's gotta be motivating as hell for these guys to be like, I just had a letter last year, but now we're getting bag skated if we lose and I don't have my letter and things are not the same. Like use that focus to motivate yourself and to just, I mean, play pissed off, so to speak, where you're going to, you're going to earn that letter back. So, and that's what Tortorella wants this team to do is to earn everything that they get. So Again, unless they're truly hashtag fueled by Philly, then they're not getting squat from John Tortorella. Yeah, definitely. I uh, definitely. Uh, well, with that, um, you know, that really sums up. I mean, any, any predictions, Matt, on how you think the game is going to go tonight? I mean, Shesterkin's been a brick wall. Um, you're really getting the two best goalies in the young NHL season to start facing off against each other. But how do you think? Um, the Flyers tonight will fare against the New York Rangers. Off the cuff, I'm going to say Rangers 5-3. You know, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic, and I'm going to say uh, 4-3 Flyers. All right. Just just because. I, I can't I can't ever say a New York team is going to beat a Philly team. It's just like, that, that'd be like me saying, oh yeah, the Penguins are going to beat the Flyers, or the Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles. Yeah. You can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, 
without a doubt, the Rangers are the better team. And will they probably win? Yes. But we've also said that about every other opponent they face this year, except for the Sharks with the Flyers. Yeah. So I'm going to do um, a little bit of rever- uh, reverse psychology and to take the Rangers to win. So hopefully they don't at this point. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm now looking at either. I'm looking at things this way. D'Angelo's returning back to the Madison Square Garden where he had some great success with the Rangers before, you know, he had his demise there. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Hayes is returning player. Tortorella used to coach the Rangers. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of desire for a lot of guys on the Flyers to do well in New York. Yeah. And, you know, another thing I'll mention, too, is the effort. Flyers haven't given up at any games this year. So maybe that last part of the San Jose game. But other than that, you know, I think. If the Flyers can play a balanced, good, well-attacked game, mm-hmm. they have a chance to win. So, yeah, I mean, that's what we've said before, where the Flyers are going to be outgunned by a lot of teams that they play this year. But, hell, if anything, they might just be able to still skate with them. And that's that's all that you can really ask for is, again, we've seen this team, like you said in the past, give up at points when they're down one or two goals, and then they just fall flat on their face. But if they play with that pride and they play with that determination to at least – excuse my French, but at least to give a shit for 60 minutes or 40 minutes if they're down, no matter if they lose or not. I mean, that speaks volumes compared to how they were in the past two seasons where they get down and they get dejected and they just forget how to play hockey and you're you're just wanting to turn the game off at that point. Yep. So we'll see where things go from there. Um, We do need to give a quick congrats to Flyers forward Tanner Lozinski on becoming a father over the weekend. That's why he missed the game against Carolina. So stick taps to Tanner and his wife on uh, the birth of their healthy child. Um, Moving that, there's also a new member of the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia Flyers family, a waiver claim off of the New York Islanders. This happened last Wednesday. I feel like Mm -hmm. all this news happens, Master, either right before a podcast or right after a podcast. It never happens right on the day. They're just Uh, waiting for us to be like, oh, did they finish recording? And they're like, yeah, they're like, all right, send the press release. Exactly, exactly. But for those who don't know, and I feel like if if you don't know this, you're living under a rock. Um, The Flyers claimed uh, forward Kiefer Bellows on waivers from the New York Islanders. All this information is from NHL.com and the Flyers website, so you can find it there. Um, but Kiefer Bellows, he's 24 years old, skated in one game with the Islanders this season on October 13th against the Florida Panthers. Uh, he's six foot one, 195, 195, a native of Adina, Minnesota. He's got 25 points, 25 penalty minutes, and four game-winning goals and 109 shots in 68 career NHL games for the New York Islanders from 2019 to 2020. Uh, this current season, um, he's he's a left shot scoring winger. Um, set career highs during the 21-22 campaign with six goals, 13 assists, and 19 points, and 19 penalty minutes. Um, and he had a career high four-game point streak in which he had five points, two goals, and three assists uh, from December 19th, 2021 to January 13th, 2022. Um, some more stats here about Bellows in the minor leagues. 50 points, 150 penalty minutes, six power play goals, five game-winning goals, and 280 shots in 125 career games in two seasons with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers of the American Hockey League. Um, he also led the Sound Tigers in scoring with 31 goals during the 2019-20 season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got three points in five Calder Cup playoff games. He won a gold medal with Team USA at the 2017 World Junior Championships and a bronze medal in 2018. Um, and he set a World Junior Championship record in 2018, in 2018 with nine goals. 
and he led the tournament uh, in goals and ranked third in points with 10. He was a first-round selection, 19th overall in the 2016 NHL draft. Flyers fans will remember the Flyers traded down to pick Gerben Rubstoff and not Bellows. So a lot of us kind of feel that this this has been vindicated, the Rubstoff pick. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, real quick, Matt, before I give you the mic, my thoughts on Kiefer Bellows. He's a young player, hasn't really found his way in the NHL yet. He's a shoot first, has a bomb of a shot. You know, he's a shoot first bomb mentality type of guy. Not the greatest defensively, not the best skater, um, but there still is a lot of upside. And I feel as though, you know, he's a first round talent. And a lot of the times you don't get first round talent on labors. So there's just really nowhere for him to, to you know, grow and blossom with the Islanders. Um, so I'm really hoping the Flyers can unlock something here at Bellows because if they do, he could be a very nice piece moving forward. But I'm very much looking forward to watch him later this year. Um, and with the pickup of Bellows last week and Evan Barrett the week before that, or before last week's podcast, um, those are two highly offensively skilled players, kind of questionable skating abilities. And they got a little bit, they get a little dirty, a little, they got a little bit of, you know, brown nosing in their game when they get in the corners and forward checking. Um, but definitely players that have high skill and a high upside, but they need to pan and see where they can go from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, overall, I, I definitely really like it. Again, like you said, Dave, it's kind of like full circle where the Flyers were supposed to draft him in his draft year, and then they end up getting Rupsov, and then I don't even think Rupsov is in the system for the Flyers. No, he's in the KHL. Yeah, I was going to say. So that's a new work. <laughs> but now we have Bellows after all these years. So, but, yeah, I mean, I think this is really uh, – I would say a no risk all reward type situation where if the Flyers, like you said, can unlock his potential from what we've heard that he can do, then that's I mean that's great. But if not, he seems like he's just going to be the kind of same old guy where he can't again he can't find a stride where he's had glimpses of that potential, but not really anything too consistent. So, um, but according to Make sure I get this right. According to Bill Meltzer, good old Bill from the Flyers website, um, he writes that Bellows boosts a bazooka of a one-timer, which is, I mean, hey, can't complain about that. The Flyers need a guy who can finish, and that's for sure. So You love that bazooka of a one-timer on the off-wing on the power play. Oh, you love that. The knee-drop snipe. <laughs> Mike Camilleri special. Yep. Or the but, Danley Heatley special, for that matter. Yeah. So, but, um, and then again from Bill, it says... In, stri- in terms of pure shooting ability, he's comparable to his father, Brian Bellows, where he's got a little bit more physicality to his game, but also the rest of his game has yet to develop as hope, like we've said and like we've read from our research and just what all the insiders are saying. But again, I mean, he's still 24. He's gotten his chances in the NHL. Has it again, hasn't really panned out so far. So, again, if he's on a new team, a change of scenery, a change of locker room, change of coach, I mean, Tortorello is one of Tortorello's specialty is working with these young guys to help kick them in the butt and kickstart their careers. And hopefully we see that from Bellows because he's a guy, again, where if you can unlock that potential for the Flyers, then it can be extremely beneficial to a, an offense that is lacking, I mean, arguably two of its biggest weapons in Cam Atkinson and Sean Couturier. 
Yeah, and Atkinson and Couturier, who are both... Couturier just had surgery, so his timetable is even pushed out even further. And who knows what the hell is going on with Cam Atkinson. So at this point, until I hear better news, I'm just assuming Coots and Atkinson are out for the year. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the last I saw is that they're, they're not playing anytime soon. So it's a kid's lineup, you yep. know? Bellows, players like Bellows, you know, he's going to get, and Bellows and Tippett and Farabee and Frost, you know, they're getting every opportunity to play in the top nine and succeed. So yeah, take, I mean, it, and and take it and run with it. I was going to say, and the Flyers can kind of, like you said, take it and run with it. They can play loose, so to speak, where you don't really have anything to lose because no one's expecting you to do anything really this season except for be bad. <laughs> so they can, again, they can use that as motivation to be a good team, to develop as individuals, to develop as players. I mean, this is a big opportunity for these kids, like you said, to make an impact on a, a struggling organization. So, and they can, again, they can just have fun. I mean, we've seen the personality of guys like Zegris. Um, I mean, mainly Zegris, he's obviously a young superstar, so... But again, these kids are young. They're they should have fun. They should work hard. They should try to win hockey games, and that's what Philadelphia wants in their sports teams. They want you to give it your all, no matter what. And you'll you'll get some booze here and there, but you'll at least have respect among the fans in this city. So. Yeah, like if you're losing, but the fans can tell you're trying, you're gonna get respect for that, and no one's really gonna be up your ass. It's the if the Flyers get in trouble when they lost where they've lost the past two years. Mm-hmm. Where you can tell they've just given up and they phoned it in, you know, in the first period. What's well, like yeah. well, we don't want to watch that. So yeah. we'll see where it goes from here. You know, and also big props, Igor Zamulas playing pretty well in the third pairing with Justin Braun. Mm-hmm. Um, Torts seems to be a big fan of his game, so that's huge. Torts came out and said he considers him a big piece of this team's success moving forward. So an undrafted, nice little gem, you know, maybe not, maybe he's not Phil Myers point two point oh, you yeah. know. Only time will tell, but so far, so far, so good with these young kids playing. You know, I, you know, I'm enjoying it. You know, to, to the people who are angry that the team is is winning and not playing, you know, is not producing the the way they want them to produce and being the sweep six for Connor Bedard, just stop being a pissy pants and, and enjoy the game. <laughs> you know, like we're actually watching fun, enjoyable hockey for the first time in two years. Like, roll yeah. with it. You know, I was gonna say, take it for what it is and just go with it. Yeah, I mean, and it's again, it's that case of realism that I want to stretch these people. The Flyers aren't as bad as the Arizona Coyotes or the Montreal Canadiens or the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Like, they are very, those three teams are way worse than them. So, yeah. <laughs> we can only yep. watch and see where things go. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But, yeah, that is pretty much all on Kiefer Bellows. Uh, Mastro, just a quick around the league segment here this week. Like I said, I wasn't kidding, folks. Quick podcast this week. Yeah, I think the main thing that we're going to touch on tonight is just the um, the fact that November is Hockey Fights Can- Cancer Month around the NHL. Um, according to this article from Bill Price on the NHL website, the throughout the month, the NHL will NHL.com will be telling stories of those in and around the league who have been impacted by cancer. But um, today started with the NHL.com editor-in-chief, again, Bill Price, giving 
um, his thoughts on why Hockey Fights Cancer Month is so important to him. So if you feel like it, again, read this read, read this article. But we'll see a lot more articles like this throughout the month where teams will have Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Um, I mean, they, they do the, the lavender jerseys for warm-ups, the, the lavender rally towels, the, the cards where you can write, I fight for so-and-so. And if you have people that have had cancer or you know that have been impacted by cancer, you can can let that be known and know that you're not alone in those those dark times that I'm sure I mean Dave we've I just lost my uncle a few weeks ago to cancer and it's it's tough and I mean I feel terrible for my aunt and my cousins and it's it doesn't discriminate um no matter how good of a person you are no matter your, your race your religion all that stuff cancer is cancer and it can take anyone and it's the worst of the worst of the worst so to speak for diseases um but I mean we've seen so many people fight it and stand up to it, but we've seen so many great people lose that battle as well. So I think again, this this is a very emotional month for um, for hockey and just again people that attend these games and see these ceremonies and see these people fight and see these people that they may have lost the battles. Again, it's it's a lot to take in. So, um, but we just obviously want to spotlight that because it is a great cause that the NHL does um, for the game of hockey. Obviously, October was Breast Cancer Awareness Month, the, the pink for the breast cancer. Uh, November, I'm not doing it this year, sadly, um, at the wishes of my girlfriend, but this will be the first year in many a years that I will not be sporting a mustache for Movember, but will be taking part in No Shave November, so we'll be letting the beard rage um, from now until the end of the month. But, I mean... The next Reddit March, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, seriously. Uh, maybe I'll look like a. I mean, I probably won't look like a caveman because I'll obviously get my hair cut. But yeah, um, I mean, it's it's a good month for that type of stuff. Where again, you don't have to grow a mustache or shave your like do a beard or whatever. You can. There's other ways to raise money. I mean, I'm not trying to plug Movember here, but it's just obviously been a big thing for me these past few years. Where you grow the mustache and to quote unquote you change the face of men's health because. There's a lot of guys out there that are afraid to talk about their mental health and afraid to talk about that type of stuff because it makes them look weak or it makes them look not like quote unquote masculine. So, I mean, if you need help, help someone. But again, we're, we're advocating for men's health, for everyone's health and standing up to cancer as a whole because no one wants to go through that in their lives. No, and it's, you know, cancer, like Matt, you hit all everything around the name. Cancer doesn't discriminate people pets you know it it you know it it affects everyone i feel like everyone you talk to someone and you know someone that's either had cancer survived it or ultimately you know, unfortunately passed from cancer mm. um you know it's 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 crazy and hopefully one day there's a cure so but do all you can and it's that this is one of the good causes that hockey does you know for all the negative press that comes out about the sport and the nhl and hockey canada etc Yep. You know, hockey fights cancer month is one of the good ones. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen the, the the hockey world rally around players, people. I mean, most recently it was it was terrible that the the Oilers in the hockey world they lost Ben Stelter. Mm-hmm. Um, he I think he was battling brain cancer and he just passed away a few couple months ago. I mean, he was the Oilers' good luck charm for their run to the Western Conference Final. Seemed like a great kid. I mean, play La Bamba, baby is always going to be just ringing in the ears of Oilers fans after that run that they made. And he just seemed like, again, just a special kid, but just taken way too soon in his life by just a horrible disease. And I mean, we've rallied around players like Limblom, Brian Boyle, Ali Mata, um, 
who else? Saka Koivu. Saka Koivu. Mario Lemieux. Mar- yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, again, it doesn't discriminate whether you're a superstar athlete or just a regular Joe. Um, this is something that affects everyone in all walks of life. So we want to we wanna battle that as best we can, and we, we want to battle to the end. Exactly. Um, so with that, kind of entering on a sombering note, but a respectful note at the same time. Yes. Um, I've got nothing else for this week's pod, Matt. No, I mean, it's, again, the Flyers are they're in the midst of the third period right now. It's scoreless. First period. Uh, yeah, didn't I say first period? You said third period. I'm oh, sorry. But there's a quite the slate of games tonight. Uh, there are three, six, nine, twelve games uh, on the slate for tonight. But obviously, I think, Dave, for us, the, the big token is the Phillies against the Astros in Game 3 at the bank. So, like we said before, we're keeping it short and sweet tonight so that we can prep ourselves for the late night of baseball. And, I mean, hopefully red October carries into red November. Yeah, but, hopefully there's some more bedlams. We, we, need, we need another bedlam at the bank moment. And yeah. I know after what happened Saturday in, in Houston – and how a good sector Phillies fans think the Astros are up to their old ways, their old cheating ways again. I cannot wait to hear what the fans uh, at the bank uh, have yeah, chance lined up. I don't want to get into that, but um, I mean, hey, go Phillies, go Flyers, go Eagles, go Union. I think the Sixers are on a three-game winning streak. So let's—I mean, it's a—it's a great time for sports in Philadelphia. Good vibes only in Philadelphia right now. Yeah. So, um. That's all I've got, Dave. Go sports in Philadelphia. Go sports. Go sports. That's all I'm going to say. Go sports ball. So, yeah, go everyone and wish everyone – I wish everyone good luck. What's the line from the one that – you can do it. Yeah. That's it. So. So, But, yeah, I mean, again, that's all I've got. The Flyers, again, in the first period right now in MSG. But, um, yeah. I'm I'm good to go, Dave. So I say we take her home. Exactly. So with that, of course, everyone, we wish everyone a safe and uh, you know, enjoyable sports couple of days. It's crazy to think we're already in November. It's going to be Thanksgiving before we freaking feel like it. So uh, everyone, keep on enjoying things. Keep on staying safe and healthy. And we will be back next week to analyze more of the Flyers and uh, to, of course talk more NHL action. So like I said, go Phils, go Birds. Go Union, you do you Sixers, good night, and good hockey.